Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome into the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. It's season one, episode 156, Milwaukee's Best. That's right. Our friend Frank Schwab's going to join the program in just over five minutes. A lot to talk to him about. Senior writer for, uh, and senior football and betting writer for uh, Yahoo Sports. But he's from Wisconsin, graduated from Wisconsin. A lot of things Wisconsin. You want to ask him about the Bucks. I want to ask him about Corbin Burns for Cy Young. And then, of course, We'll ask him about some of these quarterback controversies in the NFL. Absolutely. I also want to ask him what he thinks, because one of the things I like about Frank, he's a big Wisconsin guy in every sport through and through. Does he think the fact that Jack Cohen is taking over Notre Dame, what does that say about the fighting Irish quarterback battle? I hope they have somebody else. That's what—that's yeah, exactly what it says to me. There's only been one quarterback come out of Wisconsin that you sit there and say, wow, this guy can play. And obviously it's Russell Wilson. And he started somewhere else. Yeah, he, he started, started at NC State, State for three years, but because he was playing baseball, they wanted to move on from him. Uh, but to me, some question marks there with uh, Wisconsin. Graham Mertz, we'll see if he can step up this year. But you got Corbin Burns. Great opportunity. It's going to come down to him and Walker Bueller for the Cy Young. I think you have to scratch Wheeler off that list. Burns and uh, Bueller would have to fall off of a cliff at this point in time. Bueller now 13-2. and two. Uh, He went Impressive. over the weekend against the Mets. Um, gave up one. Well, he, he ends up giving up three. Uh, but or giving up two, but gave up one. And then, the, and then when an inherited runner came in. Still leads uh, leads baseball in ERA thirteen and two. I, I think he he's still plus money. I mean, I'd keep betting the guy. 
I, I'm with you. I think you have to look at him and Burns, and I think you can bet both of them because they're both plus money. Yep. You're going to make a profit somewhere along the line, so I think it's a good opportunity on those guys. You know, I, I will say one of the things I enjoy about doing the show, Mike, uh, the futures markets are betting, unless it's very something very specific that I hone in on, like certain teams, like a Virginia in college basketball a few years ago. Otherwise, I don't get as much involved in it. But nowadays, because we talk about it so much, I realize there's some great opportunities there. And in the futures markets, there's a lot easier way to hedge and make money because you're usually looking at 99% of the time all plus money. NFL preseason week number two, one game left uh, tonight, Jaguars versus Saints. I want to talk about Cam Newton a little bit, though, because news came down from Patriots camp. They goose-egged the Eagles Thursday night. Right. Cam uh, left New England to go to a um, scheduled medical appointment, took COVID tests every day outside of the facility, but with some misunderstanding of the of the league's COVID policy, he's now required to enter the five-day portal where you have to test before you can be back with the team. So he won't rejoin practices until this Thursday. Does this tilt you in any way about who will get the start in week one for the Patriots or no? No. And the reason I say it that way is, look, I, I still think uh, Bill Belichick is a guy going to go with an experienced quarterback. And as poorly as Cam played last year, and I was extremely critical of him, I think a lot of that can be addressed. Or, uh, you know, you can make basically make the case for the fact that this team was missing a lot of key components defensively. The other thing I think that you have to look at, I went back and watched every throw Mac Jones had in the Philadelphia game. And he had some really nice throws. But I can tell you right now, those guys were not covering anybody. I think the entire Eagles defense had taken in the locker room, they all bet the Patriots' second half. And they were taking that point and a half. It was unbelievable how bad Philly played. It was an absolute utter disgrace. And Doug Peterson was sitting at home saying, you thought I was bad. Uh, Amal, of the rookie quarterbacks, who has impressed you the most in the preseason? So far? Uh, I, I would say uh, three guys so far. Mac Jones, um, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, I went back and looked at it. I've seen every throw he's made so far in two games. I think he's played extremely well. Bears, Bears, I'll tell you what, their receiving core is like the New England Patriots. They don't have a lot of guys that want to catch the football. I'm going to say Zach Wilson. I've been pleasantly surprised. He throws a really nice ball. He does. Look, I thought Wilson played well, but also you go back to that Green Bay game. I thought they had a lot of good motion, a lot of good uh, design of plays. The one where he threw to the tight end for the touchdown pass, uh, missed coverage by uh, the outside linebacker there on Green Bay. Uh, but I, I think they've all played particularly well. I want to see what uh, Trevor Lawrence does tonight against the Saints. Uh, Trey Lance, I have some question marks about. But again, you pointed this out. Trey Lance, a year away from being a year away. Uh, under started out 3-0 and this week. Ended up 10-5. and They're 24-8 and in the preseason overall. Are you making anything of this? No. Listen, I think when you look at the unders in these, it's no surprise at all. By the way, I just want to point out, I just want one more time, I want to reiterate, because I love when some of these people in our network take a real harsh stance on certain things. Mm -hmm. Can we ask Brady Cannon how good Jimmy Garoppolo is and why John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan and myself have never believed in this guy? Yeah, well, that's why they have a, uh, that's why they have a quarterback sharing snaps that are, a lot of people are high on here. And we're going to get a chance to ask Frank Schwab about that coming up uh, in just a few moments. This is the Nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. And joining the program right now, one of our friends, Frank Schwab, senior NFL and betting writer for Yahoo Sports. Good morning, Frank. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, thanks for taking the time to join us again. I want to start out there. Amal and I are talking about the San Francisco 49ers and the likelihood that Trey Lance may be starting sooner rather than later this year. You wrote an article about it. My question is, this team still the betting favorite to win the NFC West, although just slightly over the Rams. Is it too soon to be starting Trey Lance with a team that you think can make the Super Bowl? 
Uh, no, I'd start him week one. I mean, we know what Jimmy is. It's it's just he's. It'd be one thing if if Jimmy's like you know he's just a steady Eddie guy, but he was an average quarterback. His steady is not really even that good. I know that they went to the Super Bowl with him, and you know if the if the 49ers could have defended uh what was it Jet Chip Wasp, then it, Jimmy Garoppolo would be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. But everything went well that year. They were built so well around him. But we just know what Jimmy is at this point. He's a safe check down guy. He's not even really like that good at that part of the game. I mean, he's, he, he's just a, he's not a liability necessarily, but he doesn't really bring much to the table at all. Whereas Trey Lance, it brings a ton. I mean, you can see it. This guy's got a rocket arm. He's going to use his mobility a lot more than we've seen in a preseason. I just don't think that they want him running a ton, but you can even still see that. Is he a little, you know, raw, rusty from barely playing last year? Yeah, sure. But I think the players get better from playing. I think that the whole notion that quarterbacks need to sit, yeah, that was fine for Carson Palmer. But you know what? Like 19-inch tube TVs were fine at one point, too. We all move on. We all – our thoughts change. Like, things change. Quarterbacks play, and they don't sit anymore. That just doesn't happen. So – I think that this notion that, that Trey needs to sit, he doesn't need to sit. He needs to play. He needs to play early. The 49ers offense is going to be a lot better and a lot different with him, a quarterback. And is he going to make mistakes? Yes, he is. He, we saw yesterday, he was really wild to start the game through the interception. It was a, not a very well-placed ball. He's going to make mistakes, but I think the upside just outweighs it so much. And then you hope if you're the 49ers that by the end of the season, he's gotten rid of some of the mistakes and he's playing at a really high level. Cause look, I think the seven, I think San Francisco, is going to win that division, and I do think they can win a Super Bowl. I think that they have that upside, but it's with Trey Lance. It's not him holding them back. It's with Trey Lance. I love the point you make there. I think Captain Checkdown, and by the way, Robert Kraft obviously evaluating quarterbacks better than Bill Belichick. He didn't want to keep him, and it was the right decision there, but let's move on from that situation. I want to talk a little bit about Matthew Stafford. I have the Rams winning the NFC. I love the article you wrote on his yardage props uh, in terms of 4,600 yards, and I think it's going to be an underplay for me on this one, uh, Frank, simply because I don't think he's going to be in a situation where he's going to have to throw a ton over the course of the season. I think their defense, even though they lost uh, Johnson in the secondary, I think they're still going to be very good overall, and he'll probably be staying under that number. How do you see Matthew Stafford as a fit and also passing touchdown uh, 29 and a half? Uh, Tell us what you think about these two props. Yeah, and the Rams, I mean, the, the funny thing is, just because McVay is kind of a, a young guy and, and this new age guy, we think of him almost like this pass-happy coach, but he's not. He's a run-happy guy. They've they've ranked in the top ten in rushing, top nine in rushing attempts three of his four seasons. I, he wants to run the ball, and if they're as good as everybody thinks, they're going to run the ball plenty. I think that they have enough at running back to do that. I think Cam Akers you know, definitely would have helped that, but... For me, the the whole Matthew Stafford thing, I always thought I was kind of a Matthew Stafford fan, almost, in that I thought that I was always defending him. And then he got traded to the Rams, and I didn't realize all these Matthew Stafford fans came out of the woodwork. Like, it was like they just traded for 1989 Joe Montana on Twitter. Like, I was like, wait, let's pump the brakes a little bit here on the whole, like, he's an MVP, he's, the Rams are going to win a Super Bowl. Stafford made one Pro Bowl in 13 years with the Lions, and I, I get it, the Lions stink. There's no doubt about that. But if he was one of those guys, one of those handful of guys, 
who's just special, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes type of guy. Wouldn't we have seen it by now? He's been in the league 13 years, and he's been fine. I, he's good. I'm not saying he's not, but I don't think he's this transcendent player. He's a perfectly above-average NFL quarterback, and I'm not sure he really hits another level. I, I'm not sure he, you know, really goes to this, like, I'm going to be an MVP candidate type of guy. I Maybe I'm not ruling it out. He's in a much, much better situation than he's ever been. But I'm a little I, – I need to see it. I, I need to see it a little bit before I really buy in on Matthew Stafford being one of the drivers of the bus for, for the Rams going to the Super Bowl. Frank, I think you make a lot of compelling arguments against Matthew Stafford, and I was not a believer in, until, in Stafford until a couple of years ago. A friend of mine pointed out uh, they're a big Bears fan watching Stafford. And I look at him statistically, I think he's pretty solid. But I think the one thing, even if he's not – I never thought when he came out of Georgia he should have been the first overall pick. But when you look at the Rams team with Woods and Cup and in terms of what they have offensively, defensively, special teams, I think in terms of a fit, he just upgrades them. Obviously, Wilson's the best quarterback in that division, but I think right now he becomes the number two guy ahead of Kyler Murray, and I think there's enough there and enough of an increase over Jared Goff where it makes a difference in terms of what the Rams could potentially do in the NFC. Yeah, I will say this. It's not all about Stafford with me being a little cool on the Rams. I thought Brandon Staley had a remarkable year as a coordinator last year. Really did. I thought that, you know, he, he really pressed right buttons, and there's a reason he's Chargers head coach now. And I don't think we could just necessarily dismiss that loss. I think that this defense was set up where they have two phenomenal elite blue chip players in, in Donald and Ramsey. And you know, they did, like you mentioned earlier, they lost Johnson off that, lost a couple other guys. And, you know, you lose your coordinator, and I just don't know if they're still a top-five defense coming back. I mean, they were great last year, but, you know, defense, defensive greatness isn't sticky sometimes year to year. We see, you know, I remember, like, the Jaguars defense that went to the AFC Championship game. They took a big step back. I mean, it. you know, we just think the defense is going to be good year after year when they're not, and I think the Rams are going to regress on defense a little bit. And then you add in the, you know, the, the, the questions about Stafford being great. Uh, I think he's good. I do. I, but I just don't think he's great. I think it's just, and then the, I, I do think the Cam Akers injury does affect the way they're going to play. I think that they really wanted to ride him almost like Todd Gurley, his prime years, but now he's not around. So it's just enough of a question. And I really, really am high on the 49ers that I just, I lean towards them winning that division and being the contender. We think the Rams might be, but I'm not, I can't rule it out. I can't sit here and say, there's no chance the Rams are what everybody thinks they might be. There's certainly a lot of pieces in place. McVay's a great coach. I just, I really, again, just need to kind of see it first. We're speaking with Frank Schwab, senior football and NFL embedding writer for Yahoo Sports. You can find him on Twitter at Yahoo Schwab. Frank, I agree that I think Matthew Stafford got a little bit too much of a pass in Detroit. There were some really bad pick sixes he threw that didn't get the kind of scrutiny you might yeah. have if they were on a, if they were on a, a more competitive team. I want to move on to Tua. You wrote an article about Tua and his performance the second game of the, of the preseason. Our guy, Michael Lombardi, ranked the top 34 starting quarterbacks. And he did 34 because New Orleans and uh, Denver, both it's undecided right now. He ranked Tua 32nd out of 34 quarterbacks. Are you higher on Tua than that? Oh, much, much higher. I, I mean, <laughs> was Drew Locke ahead of him? Like, I mean, really? Is that where we're going, Teddy? Like, no, no. I, why have we given up on Tua? I don't get it. I, I The deck was stacked so hard against him last year. You know, he was coming off the hip injury, which everybody conveniently forgets. Like, that was not a minor injury. That was more than a year injury he had to deal with. He was in an offense that was more suited for Ryan Fitzpatrick than himself. He was consistently looking over his shoulder at Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's not a good, just not a good situation as a rookie. 
if you look at their receivers by the end of last year, they were not good. They Between injuries and just not having great talent, he didn't have a lot to throw to. They've upgraded the talent around him. They've gotten rid of Fitzpatrick, so he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. They got a new offensive coordinator. He's healthier. He says, "I'm, you know, much I'm ten. I think he said ten times better by hip feels." And also, you know, I mean, he got a lot of grief for the whole. I, I didn't know the playbook well enough, and should he have known the playbook better? Yes, of course. But it was a weird off season. He was not in person with a lot of these coaches, and whatever. I'm not trying to give him a pass, but I do know that I. I just assume the Tua knows the playbook and his adjustments to the line and everything a lot better. So everything was stacked against him last year, and he still wasn't that bad. It wasn't like he was just some abject failure like Josh Rosen. I mean, you could see moments where Tua could play the game. He's just really, really safe. That was his biggest problem. So I think Tua, I mean, 32nd is, is bananas to me. Uh, I'll be honest. I just... I'd love to see some of the names ahead of him on that list because I think Tua is going to have a really good season. I, I'm not saying he's going to be a top 10 quarterback, maybe ever, and they probably did make a mistake passing on Justin Herbert for him. But can he be a good, solid, middle-of-the-road starter on a very talented Dolphins team? Absolutely. I'm on the over on his touchdowns. I'm on the over on his yards, and I, I really don't think I'm even going to be sweating it. I think that, that he's going to have a, a pretty good year now that the situation's so much better. Frank, you can find the Dolphins at plus 110 to make the playoffs. Would you make that bet? I haven't yet. I, the, the problem is the AFC is so tough. I mean, there, are, there are a ton of contenders, and I'm really high on the Bills. I don't think they take a step back. So if I'm, if I'm taking them to win the AFC East, which I did already, then you know, you're kind of in that, okay, there's only three wildcard spots, and there's about probably five or six quality contenders that aren't going to win their division. Who do you pick? And I don't know that I've landed on the Dolphins yet, but the, the, if, look, if somebody said, yeah, I'm all about the Dolphins winning the wildcard this year, I'm even going to – Sprinkle a little bit on them to win the East. I can't, I can't say no. I think they got a ton of talent, and I'm a big believer in Brian Flores. Uh, Frank, I want to switch gears a little bit. I want to go to college football. I know you're a big Bucky Badger fan. You guys have the greatest third quarter tradition in all of college football. Would jump around. That's the only positive yeah, I can yeah, say about yeah. Bucky Badger right now. But can Graham Mertz take the step forward? And by the way, I want you to get in as many shots as you can on Notre Dame because they took over another Wisconsin retread and Jack Cohen. Yeah, when I saw Jack Cohn was starting for Notre Dame, I said, wow, Notre Dame, has it gotten that bad there? Really? Like, okay. Uh, but, you know, I think with Graham Mertz, I, is highly touted coming out, of college, uh, coming out of high school, played really, really well in that Illinois game. And then everything fell apart, and I don't know what to make of it. It's kind of weird. This Wisconsin team is, you know, we've had a, just this assembly line of running backs, and now all of a sudden it's like who who's our stud running back? Why why we have like all of a sudden there's a good quarterback in the program and we don't have that you know, <laughs> uh, you know Jonathan Taylor type running back to to kind of share the load there. So I don't know. I'm I'm hopeful on Mertz. I don't know that I'm sold yet. That, that offense looked really really bad last season at times, but. Boy, it was such a weird season in so many ways. They lost a lot of guys to the COVID protocols and all that. So I'm I'm hopeful on Mertz, but I still I'm a little cautious just because I guess it's been so long. I guess Russell Wilson since I've seen a good Wisconsin quarterback that I'm I'm cautious to think that this guy's going to be some Heisman contender. Frank, did you lay the points with Wisconsin against Penn State and in, in the opening game? Our our sportsbook director here at Circus Sports. Uh, in his evaluation of the college football team, says Penn State's one of his bigger fades this year. He thinks they're highly overrated. Really? Uh, yes. Um, uh, the line right now at four and a half. 
Yeah, and that was too much for me because I think Penn State, they finished last year really well after a horrible start. Again, what do we make of anything that happened in college football in 2020? Like, I mean, I, I just I, I just kind of throw up my hands and say, well, what do we – anything we saw was kind of weird. So I thought that they really uh, – they I thought Penn State finished really well. I thought they, the, the change in offense coordinator is going to help them. They seem to have a pretty solid quarterback, and four and a half is too much for me. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I try to separate it, right? I'm Wisconsin alum fan, all that, but it's my money I'm talking about here, and I'm not just gonna I'm just gonna bet blindly on my team. So I I look at that and I'm like I I would I take Penn State in four and a half. I, I have no problem with that. First game jitters, you don't know what you're gonna get. It just seemed like too many points for me for a, what I think is going to be a good quality Penn State team. But it's interesting about yeah, but you know, hearing the opposite view because hey, who knows? I I just again, it's so tough to handicap college football this year because. What do you make of anything we saw in the past 12 months? Mike, I agree with Frank in terms of taking the points here, but I still think Bucky Badger wins the game. I don't think Sean Clifford is good enough to go into Camp Randall and win that game. Frank, I've been on Walker Bueller the entire season for Cy Young. He's still a plus price, and I can't believe it. I'm going to keep betting him, but I'm going to give you the opportunity to make the case for Corbin Burns. (laughs) <laughs> he's been outstanding. And it's funny because, you know, Woodruff was the guy coming into the season and then Burns has just passed him up. I mean, we, you know, there's three guys on that, that rotation who I feel like I'm trying not to get too excited. I mean, Hey, my bucks just won an NBA title. And now all of a sudden the brewers have this one, two, three punch that they can bring out in the playoffs and Yelich is hitting all of a sudden. So I actually was on Bueller. I Bueller was my preseason pick and I got him and I got the ground too a little bit and that's not going to work out. But I, I, I think Bueller, I think a world of Bueller, but I'm I'm actually shocked that that Burns is in this thing. Uh, he just takes. I knew he was good, but the jump he's made has just been incredible. And you know he's he's their ace now. And I feel, you know, him on the mound against anybody in baseball, I feel pretty good. Feels like hey, hey, the Brewers got a chance today. So it's just heady times. I don't even know what to do with myself with Milwaukee having all this success. By the way, you mentioned the Bucks. I want to ask you real quickly. I think they've got a great chance next year. Brooklyn, the favorite in the East, but because they won, mm-hmm. I feel like it takes a lot of pressure off of Giannis, and they can play freely. How do you think Milwaukee will end up doing? I know we're a long way from away from the basketball season. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that they're look. The uh, the odds are it's a good play. I think there's value there. I don't know that necessarily they're going to repeat because that's tough to do, and they're going to have a shorter off season than usual. And they, you know, losing PJ Tucker doesn't exactly help. I mean, I I know PJ didn't do much offensively in the playoffs, but he was a. a, a pretty big deal civilly. And, but you, you look at, I think there's something to be said about exactly what you said. I thought Budenholzer was very, uh, he just, he was struggling at times in the playoffs and trying to get rid of this thing on his back that he couldn't win in the postseason, He couldn't make the adjustments and the Bucks as a whole, you know, I flamed out two years in a row as a number one seed. Trust me. I, I remember both, <laughs> both those seasons very well. And so I thought that they came into the the regular season this year and they weren't the same team. They were, they they had some really, really bad disappointing losses, but now that they've won, it's kind of like all these things go away. Like you're not, there's no pressure for Giannis to win or Budenholzer to prove that he's a playoff coach or anything like that. It's, I think the odds are just fine. I think they're about 10 to one. I mean, it's, that's perfectly fine price. We don't, the Nets are the most talented team and the Nets would have won last season in the playoffs had they been healthy, but hey, it didn't happen. So, but you come back. The Nets are clearly the best team, most talented, but you don't know what's going to happen. And having the Bucks with those odds, yeah, why not? I think that's pretty solid value. Frank, thanks for the time today. Terrific stuff. Yeah, no doubt, guys. I appreciate it.
When we come back, we're going to take a look at a short slate Major League Baseball, including a matchup between two teams on nine-game winning streaks. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot. But the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm. He's Amal Shaw. Let's take a look at a short Major League Baseball slate today, including two red-hot teams, the Yankees and the Braves. The Braves finally suddenly find themselves in firm control of the NL East, while the Yankees really in control of a wild-card position and maybe make a run at the Tampa Bay for the top spot in the AL East. Jordan Montgomery takes the hill today for the Yankees. The Braves come home after sweeping Baltimore, who's lost 18 in a row, Amal. Eight, eight, they're just five from the major league record and three from the modern day record uh, when they lost 21, 21 in a row, row to start, to start the season. Was that 88? 88 with Cal Ripken Sr. as their manager. They send Wainoa out tonight. Braves is a short home favorite, uh, somewhere between $1.12 and $1.20. A total here in Hotlanta of nine. 
Yeah, this is a game where if you like uh, the Yankees, they're on fire. You're getting a plus money price. When are you going to get New York on a plus price right now? And it's a good opportunity. How about a reverse run line? Yes, either I, side. I, you, beat it, you beat me to it. I thought, how about a reverse run line here? You're at you're at the TED. I mean, the, I mean, not the TED. Whatever it is, SunTrust now. SunTrust. Yeah, I mean, you can hit the baseball out there. It's, the ball carries there well. So good opportunity in terms of that. But I got to tell you, I was dead wrong on the Yankees. Boy, I thought this team was you know out of it, no chance. You mentioned it. Four and a half back of the Tampa Bay Rays, an opportunity here. This team is really sizzling. They still have one of the top, the best uh, top-end rotation guys in Garrett Cole. They are really playing well. They're playing great. They've taken advantage. Of, they took advantage of Minnesota here over the weekend, but they have done everything they needed to do. And, and you know, remember they were eight games back. They were five games back in the wild card. Now they're their number one wild card with distance. So congrats to them. They picked up a couple of bats. Uh, at the trade deadline, and, and it looks like they're going to make another run here. This team was 50-46 and 46 on July 23rd, and now they're sitting at 72-52. and 52. Think about that, 22-6 and six over six, the last yeah, 28 games. Just doing the math. Let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum from two, game, two teams on nine-game winning streaks. An intriguing matchup in Chicago tonight as the Colorado, well, Rock, Colorado Rockies invade the north side. Sensatella against Hendricks. Now, Hendricks is the ace for the Cubs. And he broke their losing streak against the Reds in Cincinnati last week. But think about these two things. The Rockies are 14 and 45 on the road, they, and they can't score. The Deepak said, hold my beer. They're 15 and 47 on the road now. Six and 38 on the road since May 1st for the Diamondbacks, of all, <laughs> who just lost some games at Coors. But the Cubs have lost 14 straight at Wrigley. I mean, this is the immovable object against the irresistible force, I think, here. Total of nine tonight. Hendricks a dollar twenty favorite at home against Cintazella. Yeah, this is going to be a uh, one where I would look towards Hendricks here. How about this? If he wins this game, it is fifteenth win. This is a guy who's got a chance to get close to twenty wins on the season on a team that's eighteen games below five hundred and continues to struggle. Um, the whip for Hendricks not overwhelming at one point three one. Even Cintazella at one point four. Not atrocious considering he pitches at cores and this team has been horrendous in terms of scoring runs away from home, but. Uh, this Cubs team, as you alluded to uh, before we came back on the air, they are like the Baltimore Orioles, maybe worse, except their pitching is a little bit better. If this game was at Coors tonight, I bet you Sensatel is a dollar forty favorite. I mean, it's you that probably, big of a dichotomy yeah. with them home and away. It's, it's interesting. You look at the Rockies; they're ten games below five hundred. I mean, they seem like they're a viable team. They made the Cubs the favorite every game against Kansas City, and your Royals, uh, the favorite pick of the uh, the betting guide, swept the Cubs over the weekend in Wrigley. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, the kid almost threw a no-hitter on Saturday. Then it rained, and they brought him back out there, and he gave up a two-run homer. I think that was unfortunate, the weather for him. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, should, I spoke too soon. I shouldn't have said the Royals are not going to be able to make it right now. Just 13 games under 500, 16 back. So they're not out of it. Speaking of the Royals, who've won six of seven them all, uh, they go to Houston tonight. Remember, they won three out of four against the Astros in Kansas City before going to Chicago. They go to Houston tonight to take on Zach Grinke, and they are a huge underdog. 240, 235 for the Astros tonight. You look at the run line if you're looking at the Astros, minus $1.25. Uh, Lynch goes tonight for the Royals, total of nine. Yeah, uh, no interest in this game unless you're playing the run one line with Houston. But the way Kansas City's playing, it's tough to not maybe take a shot with a dog here. But I think Granke and company kind of derailed Daniel Lynch. Uh, he has not performed well when you look at this Kansas City team. Forget the earned run average. One of the things that concerns me is you got a whip of one and a half. That top of the Houston Astros lineup is still very dangerous. I think it's going to be a real challenge in this one here for the uh, Kansas City Royals. I'm all the breaking news out of Major League Baseball today. The San Diego Padres fired decorated pitching coach Larry Rothschild. Jace Tingler said in a statement he's done a lot for the organization in the two years, and we wish him the best. 
did they fire the wrong guy is my question. Well, I, why don't you answer it since it's your question? Well, I like to get your perspective as well. You almost had a good debate with Vinny on my guys, but that was derailed for NFL passing yards uh, <laughs> props. Let me tell you something. It wasn't Larry Rothschild that decided to put Musgrove in in the fourth inning after Snell gave up eight in the first three, down eight to nothing to Zach Grinke at Houston. That totally ruined your season. It's not the fault of Larry Rothschild that the team isn't hitting. I told him when they hired this guy, he had no experience. Jace Tingler hadn't managed as much as a checkbook. That's because Preller, that's his puppet. Preller's the real manager of that team. Tingler's making no decisions. When we come back, the Palm Reader playbook, and we'll see after four days if Amal's come up with a play. that the NFL preseason has kicked off, it's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VSIN Pro Football Betting Guide. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings. Plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. The guide is only $20 and discounts are available when you buy both the NFL and the college guide. Reserve your copy or sign up for VSIN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. I'll tell you, the college guide, I've actually spent a couple hours going through this. It'd be tough for the, tough to top the college guide with the NFL guide. I know Matt Humans and company put a lot of work into this, but the college guide, very, very, very thorough looking at teams to fade, trends, teams to bet on, some upset picks for conferences and playoffs. So it's, it's pretty much a Bible if you're going into this college football season. For a guy like me, a guy like you already knows everything. Oh, no, I'm far from that, but uh, looking forward to it. I'll have to check this thing out, see what they have to say. I will tell you this, though. I tend to agree with you on your Indiana Hoosiers. You like fading them this season. I think they're one of the teams in the Big Ten to keep an eye out to bet against in certain situations. With Frank Schwab's take there that he didn't want to lay the four and a half, that he'd take the four and a half there, we've talked about this. That two-point conversion that wasn't turned everybody's season around between Indiana and Penn State. Look, if I forgot who the running back was, but if he goes down, they get the first down, the game's over. Indiana season goes completely differently. One game can build so much momentum, especially a critical win against a program like Penn State. Let's see if the Hoosiers can re uh, replicate that this year. I want to start with you with the plays um, uh, because you didn't have any over the weekend. I had a bunch and basically broke even. I won the two-unit plays, but I lost the parlay. I lost the Bueller run line um, because the Mets scored that cheap run on three infield hits in the eighth inning in that game, so the Dodgers only won by one. We did win with the, with the Texans. Fade these Cowboys. These Cowboys are bad. How about, our, how about our producer, Jacob Roach, money line on the that? Buffalo what, Bills? What was that? Five, six teamer? Five, five teamer, yeah. five teamer, three teams well, he on the money line. around my play. I mean, that he was did. It. He did. Your, your Houston Texans play was the key play there, getting the W there. Oh, it was there. good, though, the Buffalo. The, the Buffalo. You know what I liked about the Buffalo angle? You had Trubisky going back against his former team. Trubisky played like he was Jim Kelly. You know, Paulie and Mitch were up at that uh, for the, the people that bought all the entries, the, the full house for the, the Circa Millions and, the, and uh, Survivor. What is that, nine of them? Nine entries, yeah. We had the, the party at the Stadium Swim, and Paulie and Mitch both showed up. Paulie was all over, all over Buffalo. He said this line room was totally, totally wrong, and that's the angle he loved. Yeah. Trubisky with a chance for uh, a little revenge or a little redemption in that spot. Plus, he thought 
even though Fields would play the majority of the second half, that the Buffalo quarterbacks could match up with him. And that was a no contest from the beginning. It really wasn't. And Andy Dalton really shouldn't be starting for anyone. Um, I mean, he's just not leading that Bears offense anywhere. We'll see what happens. Let's get into a little bit of college football here. I don't have any plays in the baseball today, but uh, for Saturday coming up, as we get the college football slate underway, the Fighting Illini at home catching seven against Big Red. They should change their nickname to Little Red now. Uh, But this team, I don't think, should be a seven-point road favorite. I also like the Illini, plus 220 on Nebraska. Two separate bets. Going to take Illinois, plus 220, and Illinois, plus seven against Nebraska. The 8-28 you see on the screen is the date. That's uh, on August 28th on Saturday. And then a week from Saturday, September 4th, Mike, in Atlanta, Alabama versus Miami, under 64 here. I think this Hurricanes team defensively will be very solid. They do lose Jalen uh, Phillips, and uh, Gregory Rousseau didn't play last year, but overall still a very good defensive team. I have question marks about De'Ara King in the Miami offense. Bryce Young and only two other st- uh, three starters back for Alabama. I think the Alabama defense is going to be so far ahead of the Miami offense. I also think the Miami off- uh, defense will be able to at least be on pace or par with the Alabama offense. I think Alabama does the heavy lifting in this game. They win the football game, but I don't see this game getting over 64. This game, the uh, Nick Saban uh, Invitational that they play in Atlanta every year where they get off to a big start against a a team outside a division, a Power 5 team. It opened up 14. It's gotten up to 17 here with Alabama. Not interested in laying the points. No, I'd be more apt to take it. Yeah. Because even though I think Alabama's defense is going to be terrific, and I'm not sure if Miami's going to be able to get to 20 points, uh, I want to see Bryce Young play. You know, so many times we anoint guys, and I'm going to point out a guy that was anointed when he played at Notre Dame, Ron Paulus. <laughs> you know, you know that great college football prognosticator, Bino Cook, had him winning two Heismans. But I thought Lou Holtz had the best line ever when Paulus got hurt. They go, you're not going to redshirt him? He goes, if he's as good as we think he is, he's not going to be here four years. And if he's not as good as we think he is, we don't want him being our quarterback. I miss Lou Holtz. Everybody does. God, this guy was the best. He was very good on ESPN afterwards, too, with those yeah. segments. Especially anybody who takes a shot at Mark May is always yeah, right, uh, right, right, aces right, in my book. Right. Well, they can, they gave him a lot of free free debate victories there with yeah. Mark, <laughs> Mark May. Uh, back to this Nebraska game. Do you think the current investigation going on about them having coaches attend practices on campus that weren't allowed during COVID and that? you think that is at all a distraction for Nebraska as they prepare for Illinois in this first game? No, it might be for Scott Frost, but I can tell you this. I firmly believe it was leaked by somebody within the Nebraska Athletic Administration because why would it come out all of a sudden after you have a regime change? This is a way to get rid of Scott Frost's $20 million contract. If you commit violations, it's generally within these college football contracts that you could be terminated for, for just cause. That way you don't have to pay out $20 million. I'm saying to Scott Frost, look, there's a lot of places we can bury you. We're not looking to do that. So you're going to have to walk away from this $20 million. Yeah, uh, supposedly Trev Alberts, who just took over as AD, was not aware before he took the job that this investigation was ongoing. Yeah, I'm sure he wasn't. All right, let's go to the Palm Reader playbook. I've got a couple of plays. I wanted to play Sevilla under again in soccer. They're two under minus 130. I think that number is just unbettable, even though they've been throwing these goose eggs up and haven't been scoring themselves. So let's focus on a, a pair of baseball games. My guy, Lance Lynn, Big Daddy. Uh, still a front runner for the Cy Young. I know Otani's starting to get a little bit of steam now as well. He's had two tough luck last two pitching performances in that he should have won that game at the Field of Dreams. He went out with a three-run lead, although he didn't pitch terrifically. Uh, Yanks come back in the ninth, and then Tim Anderson walks it off in the bottom of the ninth for the White Sox. And then in the game where he gets tossed for the belt, uh, they score in the bottom of the fourth. If he could have gone five there, they win that game as well. Blue Jays haven't been hitting the ball. Tigers were very competitive with them all weekend. Robbie Ray, what a terrific start Friday night ruined. Three and seven in their last 10 games, but the problem has been the offensive side of the baseball, as you alluded to. But I'll tell you, Mike, everything you made the case for with Chicago, 
I would be looking at the other side here. I like Toronto at home. I think they get a bounce back spot. Even though uh, Lance Lynn has been outstanding, I think this is the type of game the Blue Jays need to win. I think they win this one at home. Okay, and then Gonzalez, three straight quality starts. He's gone seven innings plus three straight games against the A's, who blew that lead on Saturday against the Giants, then got beat 2-1 to one yesterday. We, Houston finds themselves up 3.5 in the West now. They had closed to within a game. I like Marco Gonzalez. He's just been pitching well. They rallied to beat. Uh, they rallied to win yesterday. Get a lift off that in Houston. So I'll take the plus price, but I'm going to play it first five. A's bullpen better than Seattle, in my opinion. Tend to agree with you there. I like this play here on the first five. Again, a plus price, and also one of the advantages with the first five, you can have a potential push. Want to go real quickly to the bad beat you suffered this weekend between Marseille and Nice in League One in France. You know, for me, the worst loss in the history of betting previously was the Robert Ventura Braves-Mets playoff game over 7.5 when Ventura didn't circle the bases on the Grand yeah. Slam, uh-huh. ended up as a 4-3 final. This one has to be the worst ever. You have Marseille, excuse me, Nice leading 1-0, 75th minute, and on a corner kick, all of a sudden water bottles are thrown, a player throws a water bottle back, and then fans want a piece of Marseille. I was listening to the broadcast, and it looks like the Nice fans want a piece of Marseille. They abandoned the game. I had under two and a half. It's one nothing in the 75th minute, and I get a refund. When we come back, one of our favorite games, eight burning questions on the NFL. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! (laughs) Download the Zigazoo app today.
wait days for your winnings. Cash out instantly with BetRivers' new feature, Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at BetRivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds boost, and the most in-play betting options out there. As always, get matched $250 bonus, fastest payouts, and only one-time playthrough at BetRivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. Not valid in Iowa. Welcome back into the nuts. I'm Mike Palm, the man whose voice you just heard, Amal Shaw. And it's time for one of our favorite games. We've had two full weeks of the NFL preseason. Let's play eight burning questions. Amal, let's start off in the Windy City. Is the Bears defense really this bad? Josh Allen looked like he was going through the UNLV defense. In the first quarter and a half of that game in Soldier Field on Saturday. <laughs> I love your Allen, uh, analogy there. That was actually Mitchell Trubisky. If it was Josh Allen, they might have scored every time they had the ball. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I have some concerns. I, I, You know, look, they had their first team guys out there. Khalil Mack was out there. They had some of the regular guys, Alex Ogletree. This team really struggled. Uh, I'm not sure what to make of this team. By the way, it doesn't help that their offensive line looks horrendous. I know it's the preseason, and we tend to have an overreaction on it. But the Bears... Boy, I'll tell you what, if Andy Dalton's their starter, they're going to get beat by half a hundred against the Rams, it feels like. They, it takes teams about four, four, four plays to go 80 yards, and then Andy Dalton will throw a, a slant on third down, and they'll punt. I mean, <laughs> and, and the unfortunate thing is it's been the national game at 10 a.m. Pacific both the first two weeks. It really has. Yeah, it has. The Bears' <laughs> big market team there. You know what, though? When you look at the Bears just in general with Andy Dalton, they're – the NFL is an amazing place. You have so many guys who shouldn't be quarterbacks just stealing for a living. Andy Dalton is a career backup at this point. I, why they're even starting him, uh, to me, after week one against the Rams, if you want to start Fields, you, you got to make the move here. Would you have made the move or just been secure with Foles as a backup for Fields uh, going into the year? I would have been uh, content with Foles because one thing with Nick Foles, and I don't know why, he is a backup quarterback. For whatever reason, he can't start. Maybe he doesn't prep himself. Maybe the opponents aren't ready for him. But he can get it done when he comes in as a backup role. Has the performance of the Lions, and specifically Dan Campbell and Anthony Lynn, made you think that there's a shot they could go 0-17? It's 35-1. to uh, I don't believe that would be the case. That 17th game helps them. But beyond that, uh, I just you know I haven't really paid much attention, Mike, to the Lions in the preseason. I know they had that tight game over the weekend. I think they lost by about six points. But for me, uh, I don't believe this team will be that bad. I think Jared Goff will find a way to have at least one competitive game. One of the interesting prop bets of all that you could make is who will be the wild card teams. Just like in baseball, you could bet. Yeah. The thing about that is you lose the bet if they win the division, that team. So let's take a look at the wild card market first in the NFC. It's a little, it's a little funny here because the 49ers are the favorite, even though they're favored to win the division. Now, these are odds are bet, uh, brought to you uh, via BetMGM, and we've been looking at DraftKings for the division prices. 49ers are plus 180. The Rams are plus $2. The Seahawks plus 220. So the three favorites all out of the NFC West, Saints plus 290, Vikings plus 310, and the fourth team in the NFC West, the Cardinals plus 325. Yeah, I want to ask Jacob real quick if he could find what the Saints price to make the playoffs is because I don't believe they're going to win that division. I also feel like the Vikings at plus 310. Uh, I don't like the Cardinals to make it, but these are some. These are not bad bets, Mike, particularly with the New Orleans Saints at plus 310. That's, I mean, excuse me, plus 290. That's a pretty good price you're getting on them. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um Vikings, I, I, I wouldn't look at any of these short prices in the NFC West because 
the top two could win the division, that, and then you that's lose exactly. the bet. Right. Yeah. Yeah, plus 110 on the Saints. They're still a dog to make the playoffs. So how about, a bet, how, how about a bet at DraftKings on the Saints not to make the playoffs, and then who will be the wild card in the NFC? Saints plus 290. You know, a lot of people that are unfamiliar with people in Las Vegas, a lot of bettors make their living this way scalping numbers. This is the easiest scalp you're going to see. A plus 290 on the Saints, I don't believe they're going to win the division. It, it would take some injuries and the Buccaneers just falling off of a cliff and then Jameis Winston to play like his freshman year at Florida State. So lay 130 and take 290. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer. And the only way you lose is if they win the division. Correct. Correct. All right, let's look at the AFC wild cards. We heard Frank Schwab earlier in the show, uh, NFL and betting writer for Yahoo Sports, talk about the number of quality teams in that wild card race and why he couldn't pull the trigger just yet on the Dolphins to be the wild card, even though um, he's high on Tua. Browns are the favorite at plus 180. Ravens plus $2. Again, a division... Very hotly contested for who's favorite, the AFC North. Here's the bet I like. Chargers plus 210 because I don't think they're good enough to beat the Chiefs, just like you like the I'm, Saints. I'm with you. You're right. I mean, uh, the, the value it's, is it's there. It's the it's, easiest play of the, of the six. Instead of getting plus 110 to make the playoffs. Uh, Broncos. Interesting to me that the Broncos are only 15 cents more than the Chargers in this market. Plus 225. Patriots plus 270 and Dolphins plus 325. Yeah, it's my understanding the Bolin family has a large share of MGM stock. There's no reason that the Denver Broncos should be plus 225 and a dime and a nickel behind the Chargers. That's shocking to me. That you said, who are they to be rated the same as the Raiders, let alone the Chargers? I, I don't <laughs> understand this. Where is this affinity coming from for the Denver Broncos? Yeah. Wait, with Terrell Davis, John Elway under center here? Interesting. You could take the. We both agree that the, the Bills are going to win the East. Yeah. If you think you get another team out of the East, you can get the Patriots and the Dolphins plus 270, plus 325. I don't think either team is a bad bet. I'm not as high on the Dolphins, but they could be competitive. I think New England's got a chance. Who are the three teams we're saying that are probably the wild card? We're going to say Baltimore, Cleveland, interchangeable. Chargers. Chargers are the second one. And then Indianapolis. Oh, that's right. assume the third Colts, one. Yeah. And Especially remember, wins is back. Back. By the way, I try to tell you, it's not a long-term right. injury. This is right. not... You were it, right. It was, it was nonsensical. It was just... It was so well, ridiculous. Weeks, they said 12... Five, sure they did. Five to 12 weeks, quite a range. Yeah, by the way, the doctor that put out that 12-week statement is the same guy that took care of Tyrod Taylor because he wanted to make sure he covered himself. <laughs> Which team led by a young quarterback can reach the playoffs? The Chargers are plus 105 with Justin Herbert. Two and the Dolphins plus 110. Kyler Murray with the Cardinals plus 150. Uh, Lawrence with the Jaguars plus $3. And then um, the Bengals plus $5 with Joe Burrow. You know, our producer tries. This is, this is a joke. Chargers, let's move on. Let's not even waste any more time on Could this question. Could be more than one. No, be more let's than... just move on. Who will lead the league in passing yards? Your favorite to be MVP, Patrick Mahomes, is plus 350. Here's the one I don't Dak Prescott, plus $6. What Dallas price would be you behind. Have? What? You think this is legitimate at plus $6 for yeah, Dak Prescott? Yeah, absolutely. Mike, remember, this is a guy that was on pace for 6,000 yards before he broke his ankle. Dallas's defense is horrendous. They're going to be playing games that are going over the total. They're going to be in situations where they got to throw the ball. Mahomes and company, they're going to be in front. Brady's going to be... By the way, I wouldn't put Brady up there. Josh Allen, not likely. Matthew Stafford, highly unlikely. You want teams that are trailing in terms of passing yards. Well, how about Pat, Matt Ryan, then? They're just not good enough. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, 14-1. to 1. I, I don't think so. Green Bay will play in front a lot of games. Rather bet him for MVP? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. And then... Uh, I like that Dak Prescott 6-1. to one. Justin Herbert. You do like it. Yeah. I'd like I'd, On a two-way market, I'd take the no there. I don't know. I don't know if he's healthy. I think they got to run the ball to be successful. Yeah. They have to keep their defense off the field because they're just not good enough. Yeah, that's So fair. they have to control clock. It does them no good to score quickly. 
uh, in my mind. Or, or, to, or to play where you don't take any time off the clock if you don't advance the ball. All right, who will lead on the opposite side of it? Who will lead the league in rushing yards? Your 18-wheeler, Derrick Henry, is plus 350. He's the favorite. Dalvin Cook with Minnesota, plus 550. Nick Chubb, plus $7. But I think the carries get split in that backfield. Yes. Jonathan Taylor, plus $9. Christian McCaffrey, 10 to 1. Saquon, 12 to 1. Zeke is 16 to 1. And Antonio Gibson, 18 to 1. Let's go with a couple of elimination ones. Dalvin Cook, injury concern. You mentioned Nick Chubb splitting time with Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, another injury concern there as well. Saquon Barkley, same applies. And Antonio Gibson, I just don't know if he's good enough. Zeke, I don't think the Dallas offensive line is going to show enough consistency. If they can, then he's got a chance. Remember, Zeke has led the league in rushing twice in his career. So, possibility there. I'm going to tell you, Derrick Henry, obviously the obvious choice at 3.5 to 1, but I wouldn't bet that. The one that I would take is Jonathan Taylor. Mike, you know, uh, Frank Schwab mentioned Jonathan Taylor when we were on air. People don't realize, in the history of college football, the only running back with 5,000 yards in three seasons is Jonathan Taylor. He is terrific. You always talk about Quentin Nelson, how good he is on that offensive line. I think with the fact that you have some concerns about uh, Carson Wentz, I think Jonathan Taylor could have a monster season for the Colts. Which playoff team from last year could be a bet against this year? So there's 14 teams, seven from each conference. Which team would you bet the no on on the playoffs will run through? Well, I can see Steelers for me, but Chiefs, Bills, Steelers, Titans, Ravens, Browns, Colts. Let's start in the AFC. Which are your no's for the playoffs this year? For me, it's the Steelers. Yeah, I'm with you on this one, the Steelers as well. I think the other teams all have a great chance. Chiefs, Bills. Titans, Ravens, Browns, and Colts. I expect them all to get back into the postseason. We're looking at six of those teams yeah. getting there. I think we're replacing the Chargers with the Steelers. Now, I think that NFC could be a little bit different. Packers, Saints, Seahawks, football team, Buccaneers, Rams, Bears. Bears are going to be my bet against. Uh, I think the number two there would be the Saints. Not because I don't think they're going to win games. Uh, if the lines are a little bit skewed, if they're laying points, I think you'd bet against them. But I think as the dog, Saints are going to be a good play. I really like the football team to win the East. Oh, you uh, and more, I are both The more and more I watch this preseason, the more I look at the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, they're all awful. And this team has a great front seven on defense, and I think they upgraded their quarterback. Yeah, I agree with you. I think they've got a great opportunity here. Let's see what happens going forward. And they're at plus $2. Wow, that's a big number. Before we get, a, we get away from the show here today, I want to ask you about the U.S. Open because we talked off air a future. But, I mean, this Ash Barty has been unbelievable. Big tournament in Cincinnati. She crushed the field and won. You're looking at her to win the U.S. Open. Yeah, 4-1 to one odds have come down, but it's not necessarily only a play on Barty. It's a play against the rest of the field. Naomi Osaka, I'm not even sure if she's <laughs> going to be participating. Uh, you know, she's hit or miss at this point in time. So many of the other players inconsistent dealing with injuries. Bianca Andrescu injury concern. Simona Halep injury concern. Had to withdraw at the Western and Southern Open. You don't want to take a player like Halep, who's got to win over 13 to 14 days, seven matches. I don't know if she's going to be able to physically sustain it. If she were healthy, I would give her a chance. But again, I, I think when you look at an Ash Barty playing as well as anybody right now, I think she's got a great chance to and win. And the price, 4-1? to one? Yeah, 4-1. to one. How about on the men's side? Uh, you got to go with two people right now. It's going to be Novak, or, uh, and he's a favorite. He's probably about minus 130, 140, maybe even as high as 150. And then Daniel Medvedev. Medvedev, because on the hard courts, he's a terrific player. Rafael Nadal has withdrawn. Severov got there last year, blew it. Dominic Team has not even played right now. He's out with injury. So I, I think right too many guys that are just – going to be able to get a check but not be able to win. One game left in week two of the NFL preseason tonight. That's Jaguars and Saints. Interesting, the quarterback battle in New Orleans as well as will the offensive line pay be play better in front of Trevor Lawrence. Stay tuned to Visa. Up next, it's Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard.
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you.